Welcome to PR360, a weekly public relations podcast where we bring on the best and brightest minds in the PR industry. We discuss the important topics that you need to know. Tune in every Wednesday to find out. Hosted by Brett Dicer and in partnership with Global Results Communication. Find more information on globalresultspr.com. And welcome to a new episode of PR360. And I'm your host, Brett Dicer. You please subscribe to PR360 on all your favorite podcasting app. Leave a five-star review to get up in that high, basically number one, if we can, business category, because it's always great for PR to be known in the business category. Some people just don't know about it. But anyways, we're going to be talking about storytelling, content, the things you need to know to make sure that your boss is happy and that your business is doing well. I mean, it's both at the same time, but Okafor is here with me and she's a content strategist and avid storyteller helping entrepreneurs and their brands and seasonal entrepreneurs position themselves so they can be basically thought leaders or they can also help their brands become even more influential, but we're glad to have her on the show. So welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You're welcome. And the first question I ask all my guests is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? <laughs> so I, what's matcha? I'm a matcha drinker. So it's probably a weird answer, but I think matcha is tea. So it's not yeah, I coffee. It's so I think I'm a tea drinker, but specifically matcha. You know, we gotta be oh, specific. Like, I'm not too familiar with matcha. I know matcha. It's like the green stuff, yeah. but <laughs> it's a it is... It really is. It's green. So it is green. It is green. So, is there any like specific brand of matcha you like, or you're just like, you know what? Just give me the green stuff, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean that's that's where I am. Like Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, give me the green stuff. Like that. That's just matcha, almond milk, honey. That's it. Pretty basic on that list. Fair enough. I mean, hey, if you if you if you like what you like and you don't really care what it is, then go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I gave a brief summary of your expertise, but can you give our listeners a little bit more about what you do? Yeah. So it's it's funny because, well, my clients have described me in two ways. I'm, I'm one, the person that is able to take the vision of how you want to show up as a brand or a business on social media or in your basically your digital marketing, whether email, podcast, whatever it is that you're doing. And I bring that to life. And that to life really is in content. This could be video, written, uh, pictures, whatever it is. I don't design um, but I'm mostly kind of like the conduit to it. So like the messaging piece of it. So however you want to say that, you know, however you want to communicate your value to your audience, then you come to me. The other way, obviously, is how people find their voice, um, because it's very easy in the digital space to, you know, sound like other people. Um, and so I'm that person that helps people sound like themselves and sounds like what their brand is all about. And so that's a simplified version of what I do. Gotcha. So it's you're almost like a person that produces or networks to to the other, I guess, content people so they mm-hmm. can get their their messaging or storytelling out. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. And then what is the most important thing for entrepreneurs to craft their story? And is there any type of content that they should be consider when telling their story as well? Yeah. So, I mean, personally, it always, and I know this sounds very cliche and it, I think it was Simon Sinek that start, said it, but it's like starting with why. I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to start with why, like, why are you doing this in the first place? Because 
it's less of, you know, a, a motivator to convince your client, your customer, whatever you want to call them to purchase from you, to buy from you. Cause that's the ultimate goal, right? To convert them, but it's actually a motivator for yourself. Right. And so what I find from clients that I work with, that question always stumps them for some reason. It's okay. Why did you start this in the first place? Because in order for you to keep going, when those sales aren't there, when people really aren't listening to you, um, and in order to also convince other people, you need to know why you started in the first place. So for any entrepreneur story out there, like, why did you start in the first place? Like, why did you actually pick this skill, this knowledge, this product? Doesn't matter what, whatever kind of entrepreneur you are, startup really doesn't matter. Why did you do this? Because that's going to be your, almost like your conduit, your, your bridge between who you're trying to serve and what it is that you're offering. And honestly, in terms of the type of content, it doesn't matter. So it, it's literally like once you hone in on why you're doing it, what you're about, what value you bring to the, you know, to the table or to your customers, you know, you can literally tell your story in video format, audio format, you know, written uh, graphics, drawing, whatever it is, but where you need to first start is that message. And I think people always miss that because Instagram right now is pushing reels. So everybody's like, oh my God, I got to jump on reels. I got to point. I got to do something. I got to dance. But it's like, no, what do you actually want to say? Then, then we can figure out how you can say it and obviously merge that with whatever platform you're on and what they best, you know, promote. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not even just them. It's also YouTube trying yeah. to capture the TikTok magic, I guess, the best way of saying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for that, why? Should they do like an ideation thing or should they have a whiteboard or should they have some like mind mapping thing to be like, why am I doing this? Yes, absolutely. So it's, you know, I usually say like whatever really works for you. I'm a paper and pen kind of person. My husband likes to use a whiteboard. And so it really would depend. So I mean, anything that is clear and then you start out with, okay, why did I start doing this? Right. And then obviously the next story you go to is, you know, when did I start? When did this idea to start come about? Because you have to understand that you're taking people on a journey. And so not only do they need to understand why you started it and why they should buy from you, but also when did you actually decide that this was the thing? And because that adds a little more context to why you even started it in the first place. So the mind map obviously is like, you know, you started with why, then you go with, okay, for when did I decide that this was going to be, that this was going to, what I was going to go into, what is it that I'm, giving people right that's the value that i'm giving people and then you kind of end with okay who is the person that i want to reach out to because at the end of the day you are trying to either reach you know it's like b2b or b2c right you're trying to reach another business you're trying to reach an, an actual consumer right someone's actually going to use your product or a customer is going to buy your product and so that mind map it's almost like it's it's a i like to call it almost like a funnel or really it's like a straight roadmap it's like why when what and then who and then basically do a good brain dump and then kind of see how the dots connect and the way you can then start communicating it mm. is it almost helpful for entrepreneurs to almost do like a press release of themselves in that type mm. of way too yeah. or because press releases if some of you don't know is that you have the most important thing on top and then you have filler at the bottom it's not important at the bottom but the most important thing is to get the meat at the top is that just as much as just mind mapping is just like kind of writing just a, like a four sentence paragraph about the 
what, when, where, why, and how. It seems like we're doing the journalist thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, that's the thing, right? So that mind map is your first step. So obviously, once you brain dump, a lot of the stuff that you're going to be putting out there is a lot of fluff. Then you can start compressing and simplifying and refining it to then go ahead and do a press release. But if you don't have like a full, like if you don't, if you can't connect the dots, then your press release is just going to be a bunch of nothing. And you first, you know, unfortunately, you might miss the mark in that first few paragraphs where you have to really grab the attention of people, even from your title. So when you go through that mind map, you not only will be able to get your title, but you also be able to get like, okay, what is the main point that I'm trying to drive to people that will set me apart from whoever my competitors are, whoever else in this field or industry is doing the same things that I'm doing. Gotcha. And then yeah. is it easier, easier or harder for entrepreneurs to tell their story? I mean, it seems like for all of us, it's harder to tell our own story. We're like, tell me about yourself. You're like, oh, <laughs> what? What do you want to know? <laughs> um, I think it's really hard. I think a lot of people, well, at least what I find from clients, is always a fear of like, you know, how are people going to receive this? You know, if I have a different opinion than other people in my industry, how are they actually going to receive it? Are people going to cancel me? Because we got cancel culture or you know, I think one of the other things I see a lot is my story is not like grand enough. So like the reason why I needed to start this thing is not super grand. Or honestly, I just wanted to start this to make money. But again, there's 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 substance in every story. And I tell people, especially people who come and say, well, I just started this as a side hustle. Like I just wanted a little bit of change on the side while I was working my nine to five. And my next question to them is always, OK, so why that skill? Why that product? Like why that idea? Because there is definitely a story behind it. And so I, I find that outside of fear, it's also almost like a, there's a lot of assumption that what you talk about or what your story is, is not, it's almost like not good enough. It's like, it's not grandiose to like capture hearts and, you know, pull strings and make people cry. And I'm like, not every story needs to make people cry. It just, it just needs to be a story, right? I think the misconception is that people are trying to get as many people to cry. Maybe you get a few people to cry. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Or one person to cry. I mean, you don't have to get like a room full of people and be like, please cry. <laughs> please cry. This story needs to make you cry right now. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, that's again, that, that perception of like, I need like a thousand people or a hundred thousand or 50,000 to hear what I'm about. It's like, no, if one person hears it and relates to it, they can go spread the word to another person and that multiplies, right? And I always tell people, I always tell clients, I'm like, one person, think about like, if you know one person is struggling with something and that's a story that you're telling because you have a product or a service, whatever it is that you're doing as an entrepreneur that solves that problem, think of that person times like a hundred, right? And so if you can reach that one person, know that there's so many other people that you can reach as well. And I think they also forget is that you have to niche yourself first before you can yeah. grow. You can't just be like, I'm going to reach a hundred million people. And it's like, well, how about the first five people? Exactly. Exactly. And then right. what are some common struggles that when entrepreneurs face in building their brand? Is it the content? Is, is it the questions or is it uh, like a mixture of things or is it there, uh, I guess, imposter syndrome sometime? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a mixture of things, but I think where um, the struggle really lies is is in the content. I think I think I think we've over the online space, at least from what I've observed, we've we've oversimplified 
certain things, right? We've oversimplified, like, you know, and we've also kind of lumped a lot of different uh, roles, like a marketing strategist or a content strategist and a mess. But we've lumped these roles into one and oversimplified the use and the, the re- relevance of these roles. And so when entrepreneurs are trying to show up, it's almost like a, it's harder, right? Everybody's trying to find a fast way to make money that we miss the, the deeper steps of actually like taking the time to answer these questions and taking the time to think about the why, to think about what, to think about who um, before jumping into it. Or you find a product-based business or right? a product-based entrepreneur who goes straight into buying inventory without really asking themselves, who am I buying it for, right? Who's actually going to sell it? You know, who's going to buy it? Like, what's my profit? Like, what kind of profit am I going to make? Or what's the story behind it so that I do reach the one person where I'm able to kind of create a cohesive message? Um, and so I think really the, the the big thing that people, that stumps people is their their inability or their lack of patience. This might be new because I know people say imposter syndrome is real and it is, but I think it's a lack of patience of actually doing the like the the, the primary, the foundational work. To understand that who, that what, that why, that when, and understand those deep stories and those deep strategies before you launch out and go show up. Because what I tell people all the time is that the the reason why you pause or the reason why you always have to go back for a reset is not that the inventory you bought was wrong. It was that you probably didn't do the foundational elements first before, but you saw somebody showing up, somebody said you could do drop shipping, you went and did it without really taking into consideration like what like what the longevity, what that plan uh, for your brand and your business would look like. But yeah. so does that also mean for content wise, are we oversimplifying content? Like I hear a lot of people like, oh I'll just start a podcast. And I'm like, mm, I think you don't understand how difficult it actually is. It may not be expensive. Yeah. But the cheap also has an expense of time or okay. video because people like, well, like, let's do, just do TikTok videos. I'm like, okay, great. You got to have the right environment. You have the mm-hmm. right sound because if you have terrible sound, people do not want to watch your video exactly. after two seconds, exactly. really. Yes. Even a second, it's like, nope, nope. But are we oversimplifying that and being like, I'll just do all this, 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 this. And it's like, how about you just look at what you need to do before you just say, I'm going to do all of it. That no, it it is it's true. And I think again, it's going back to that whole what's the fastest way for me to make money? And this person says a podcast is a great lead, you know, lead gen. So let me do that because I love to speak and I love to be on video. But it's like, okay, are is that where your people are? Do your people actually listen to podcasts or are they more millennials and they're, you know, or more Gen Z and they're on TikTok or millennials and you know, or they're older and they're on Facebook? Like, where are your people? And I think again, we've oversimplified, just show up and talk about three things to uh, three things to create today or three things my product can do for you without really thinking about who it is that you're trying to reach. And those, and that's why I always tell people like, go back to those foundational stories because if you're overwhelmed, if you're confused, if you're lacking clarity, if you're stuck, you've missed something in those foundational parts. Now, again, if you haven't missed something, then it might be something else. But again, nine times out of 10, where clarity, where there isn't any clarity, it's because they've missed those foundational elements. Mm. So it's almost yes. being like intentional about your pr- productivity because you yeah. could like check off a thousand things, but did those thousand things actually do anything? Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. And then is there anything else people should consider before starting the entrepreneur journey? I know people are like, I want to be an entrepreneur. And it's like, well, mm, uh, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort, a lot of rejection. 
go to therapy and find Jesus. <laughs> That's honestly what I would tell people because I, for me, I literally like, I, I mean, I, when I tell my story, like I kind of j- not jumped in entrepreneurship, but it was, it was basically like, I'm not a mistake. People just started asking me a bunch of questions about creating content and like how to do it. And it just like stumbled into it. But when I started the rejection, the stress, the imposter syndrome, the fear, all of the things, you know, people's opinions. And so, yeah, I tell people before you start, find Jesus, get a therapist. You need both of them. You need both because you need to make sure that you have adequate support, adequate like mental stamina, because that's the biggest thing to continue on this journey. I know a, a lot of people in the online space, it's very easy to see somebody have like a, a, what they call like a six figure launch or, you know, some uh, interview on Forbes. It's very easy to see that and, you know, want that for yourself as well and think, you know, you could start one month and, oh, I'm going to be on Forbes or I'm going to get a six figure launch. But there's a lot of mental stamina, a lot of back, you know, BTS that we don't see from those entrepreneurs that do see that kind of success. And so, yeah, Jesus and therapy for that mental stamina to keep going. Yeah, that's what you need. That's what everybody needs. That's what I still need. So, well, it's true because it's a journey. Because a journey, you you don't go from A to B. You kind of do have a winding path exactly. of getting to that B location or the end goal or the milestone or whatever else you're gonna actually you're actually trying to do. Yes. I mean, for example, for me, I mean, I was doing for seven years. I was doing podcasting. Well, I wasn't making any money, but I learned how to do it before doing all this exactly. stuff and I made so many mistakes. I broke my RSS feed like three times, which you just never do. And I had to figure out how to fix it or do something else. So wow. is it asking people for advice before you start jumping into it? Cause I don't think people understand yeah. the time commitment. Cause I feel like everybody's like, Oh, I can do this. And no one really understands the time commitment part of it. Exactly. I mean, always, I mean, even even when I jumped into it and started, it's either you pay for a mentor, you pay for a coach, which especially, and it's not just paying anybody. You have to pay somebody that has been where you are and is where you want to get to, because they will nine times out of 10, like reduce the length of time that will take you to get there as well. And so we have to be very mindful with the investments that we make, but outside of investments, like actually just asking people for advice, like taking them out for coffee. Like I remember when I, you know, used to do like, I used to apply for internships. They would have informational interviews, right? Jump on a phone call with somebody, ask a couple of questions about what's going on. It's the same thing in the entrepreneurship space, except for the fact that you're not just dealing with a recruiter or HR or whoever it is that is running these informational interviews. You're dealing with an actual person, the CEO who's running the business. And so take them out from co- for coffee, connect with them on social media, you know, chat with them, you know, online. I, I, I do this a lot of times when people ask questions and they're like, okay, I'm ready to build my brand. Like I'm ready to show up. And I'm like, yeah, here's a 30 minute, like 20, 30 minute call. Let's sit down. Let's look at what you have. So you actually know what it takes because people don't understand the juggling between like a nine to five and doing it, you know, what they I should actually focus on, what they should be investing in all of those things. And so if you're not fully aware on, you know, if you just are not aware of all the things that you need to do and you don't have someone in your corner who's been there, who's done that, and can actually give you advice, then it's it's going to be a long road. But yeah, definitely asking for advice is like always a good, a good starting point. Mm. And should they be be mindful of those trends for like telling their story, like the TikTok or 
social audio during the pandemic was a big thing. Yeah. Not so much anymore, but it was a yeah. big thing. Like, should they be mindful of this and maybe look at trying to do something, but maybe not start it yet, but at least look at it and be like, is this where I need to be? Cause it's always, a, everything's a time commitment. Like we said before. Exactly. Yes. And that's what I tell people, like your best bet whenever you want to start is to make observations. It's either you're observing people that are already where you want to be, or you're just observing the different platforms. Like personally, I'm not on TikTok. I don't gel over TikTok and all my people are on Instagram. Could I probably get people on TikTok? Possibly. But right now on my plate, I don't have capacity for TikTok. And so somebody's starting out, but you know, will it get to a point where I would say, okay, cool. I've, you know, done my thing on my email list, done my thing on social media. Okay, cool. I've started my YouTube. I want to get on TikTok. How can I then optimize getting on TikTok? Then I can figure that out. But I always advise people like make observations. Like what's the least path of resistance instead of trying to do everything? And if you want to start on TikTok, go ahead. If you want to start on Instagram, go ahead. But you have to, again, go back to those foundational elements. Where are your people, right? Are you actually going to find them on TikTok? Um, Which, again, TikTok is becoming like a huge search engine, so I'm pretty sure you will find them. But are your people actually staying on TikTok? And what, again, what platform or what space would be your least path of resistance for you actually starting? Um, And, again, make observations along the way. Yeah, what are the trends? What is working? What isn't working? And then how can you then merge that with what strategy you're using at the moment? Because the thing people also need to understand is strategies always change. Um, but are you willing to change with it and adapt? The platforms are always changing. Instagram has changed so much this year within the last two years. Are you willing to adapt? And that comes from making observations and asking yourself, hey, cool, how can I then merge what it is that I'm doing right now with whatever Instagram is pushing? So as a storyteller, yeah, I may have loved to write captions, Instagram is pushing reels. Okay, now I have to find a different way and adapt to what Instagram is doing and then figure out a better way to then do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it seems like the social media strategies are different, but the foundational yeah. like PR marketing is yeah. pretty standard. Like word of mouth exactly. is always king. Always. Even though they say videos king, I'm like, no, word of mouth is still king. Videos oh. a little further, a little bit further back. Word mm-hmm. of mouth is always king exactly. on that one. So should they understand the foundational, like the, just the foundations of marketing and PR yes. to help them? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Like, and as I say, like, I know a lot of people jump into social media, you know, to begin with, but there's a lot to do in that PR and that PR, like understand that, that just the foundational elements of the marketing, like who you're serving, what are you going to say and how again, like, you know, go, you know, getting articles, right. Being published. Like, what are those things? I think the only issue is that I think it's a little bit intimidating for people when it comes to PR. It's like, where do I start? What do I do? Obviously, that's why there's a podcast, right? Like PR 360. But it's like, you know, what do I do? Where do you know, where do I start? And so social media seems like almost the, like, again, that path of least resistance. And so, again, when podcasts like yours are out there, it's like, okay, cool. Like, now I know what the first step is that I need to take. And I don't need to stress about social media, but I can find another way to kind of put myself out there. Mm-hmm. And then can yeah. you tell us one of your favorite projects and why it stood out to you? Yeah. Um, oh gosh, I've done a lot of fun projects, but I, funny enough, like I'm not biased or anything, but I think it was um, one of my husband's, I was creative director on his, uh, on his campaign. He has a, um, a custom suit line and he was trying to figure out how to um, kind of 
merge out or just kind of verge out of the everyday person who's wearing a suit, a man, you know, because he's focused on on men um, to the office, because obviously 2020 is the pandemic. People weren't going in. But it's okay. what's like where where else can I see my suit line? And so we came up with the idea of doing like a wedding crashers campaign. And so it was just like, okay, we can see your suits on grooms, right? On groomsmen, on the father of the bride, right? Those are other kinds of people. Again, this is where it's important to think about who else, like who can actually use your product. Um, and so we did a campaign, actually it was last year, July, you know, recruited some of his friends. He made custom tailored suits for them. You know, I did the whole creative direction, mood board, all that stuff. And it was just great taking the message of what he wanted, like obviously his goals, taking the message of what he wanted to kind of put out into the world um, and then kind of finding, kind of putting all the mood, just putting everything together, which is why, again, when you think about like content, a lot of the content ended up being videos and pictures, but in what made it successful because that same campaign is what's paying off right now, a year later, like his business, like literally blew up this year with wedding clients like and everybody's like oh I like that what you did for that campaign or I like what you did for you know in this color or this you know this particular fabric or whatever um, but I thought it was super fun because it not only was a challenge for me because I'm used to service-based businesses like people who are taking knowledge as an entrepreneur and so this is completely different but it was very fun and it really opened doors for me also to say like I actually enjoy helping product-based businesses but taking that goal and that message and saying okay you know, where else? Like, okay, cool. We have this crisis almost. <laughs> we have a pandemic. Nobody is going into the office as we know it. Now they are. You know, where else can your product actually live? And I think it was such a, a beautiful lesson on pivoting. Um, it was a challenging lesson that has actually paid off. So I think for me, that was one of my favorites. Yeah, and then you had a lot of pent up demand for weddings too, because no one could exactly. get married. As no well. one's getting married. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now everybody's getting married. Like every weekend, there's a new client that he has, right? That is, you know, some multiple clients in a month or multiple clients in a week. So it definitely worked out in his favor. But that's the beauty of like, again, instead of just like running and say, okay, what else? Let me just post a bunch of photos of my suits. It's like, you know, let's actually think about who we're serving. What exactly, what, this, is, this is why the foundational elements, again, going back to that, what are the foundational elements of what I want to talk about or who I'm trying to reach and who's actually going to use my product or my service? And then, okay, how am I going to cater to them in the midst of whatever it is that is happening right now? Um, so, yeah. Gotcha. And then fun question for you. Being an uh, expert storyteller, would you ever write a fictional book? <laughs> um. You know, I am not much of a fiction person. Well, I will say like, I'm a big, would I, I probably wouldn't, I would probably, I most likely enjoy them, but I'm a big, I don't even know uh, this author, pretty old author, uh, Sydney Sheldon. I'm a big fan of like mystery, suspense, a little bit of crime. Um, I've just all wrapped into one. So um, I probably, I don't know if I would like have the patience to sit down and write a fictional novel but that would probably be super cool you could use a lot of your steps because basically writing a book you have to like map it out and everything, exactly so. I'm a, I, could, I could probably map it out for somebody else and like but I just honestly like it's it's really I probably would bring I'll bring all of it I probably it's be probably super fun to write one because I'm the person when watching a movie who wants to know the end before the beginning and so 
I will be able to formulate the end. Okay, I know this is how it's going to end. So no matter how gruesome this fictional book is in the beginning or in the middle, I know it's a happy ending at the end or an okay ending. Maybe it's not super happy. So maybe I should I should think about that. I should I should I should go back to the drawing board and think about that. All right. So where can people people find you online? I guess so. Um, my website is uh, www.com. Same thing on Instagram, same thing on Twitter. I'm not on TikTok. Um, but yes, you can find me at V, so T-H-E-V-O-G-U-I-D-E um, on all platforms except for TikTok. Fair enough. And do you have any final yeah. thoughts for listeners? Um, y'all do that mind map. Go back to the foundations. It's it's those foundational elements. Once you really take your time with it, it takes less than 30 minutes, less than an hour, as long as you put distractions away to really flesh out those foundational elements of your story that will continue to pay off. Um, yeah, so try it out. All right. Thank you, Vivian, for joining PR360 and sharing your knowledge on storytelling, entrepreneurship, mind mapping, and everything else. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on all your favorite podcasting apps. You have a five-star review. Let's get up to that number one spot in the business category. But as always, join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Get to mind mapping your story and your brand story. And we'll see you next week. Later.